0: Fascinating Gadgets, Gizmos, and Gear-Based Technologies. Heyo! Daniel J. Glenn, Analytical Mastermind here. Just wanted to quickly remind you, I know I've said it a few times, but it is so important that you know, that you realize, that you understand that this show is also a video podcast. You can check it out at FGGGBT.com. That's FGGBT.com. One more time, FGGGBT.com, where you can find links to all of the shows on YouTube, even the ones before we were doing video, just the audio, they're there. And now, on to the show. Okay, welcome to Fascinating Gadgets, Gizmos, and Gear-Based Technologies. Uh, I, of course, am your host, Daniel J. Glenn, the analytical mastermind here, but um, I can't do this alone. Everybody knows that. So I have next to me a couple of experts, two of my favorite experts, as a matter of fact, physics phenom, certified genius. I think you're still yep. certified genius. I am
1: still a certified genius. I've
0: proven you wrong a couple times, so I feel like
1: oh, you're no. still a genius, or am I, I then up You're, you're moving up, okay. but I'm still certified. Okay, so
0: I upgrade. <laughs> uh, i got to take certification. Dr. Michael Dennin, thanks for being on the show. Great today. to be here. And of course, next to him is the enigmatic engineer, the man of a thousand calculations, the one, the only... Ben Seepser, Ben, thanks for being on the show today.
2: Glad to be here, Dan. Thanks for having me.
0: You're welcome. So we're going to talk about some fun stuff today. Uh, this is something that's been on my mind for a long time, I just, and I'm glad you guys are here to kind of get this off my chest. So okay. Because this is we're going back in time, but let's you know I know we've had conversations about Star Wars before. Um, what are your favorite technologies from
2: Star Wars? I'm going to start with you, Ben. Oh boy. You only pick. You only pick one. What's your favorite thing? I th- I I have to go with the lightsaber. I'd say hmm, I just, that makes sense. It's just fun. Yeah. Well, so what what is it about the lightsaber that draws you when you're on the spot right now to say that? I, I just I, it's just so cool. Like you have this, you know, beam of probably plasma energy. The physics of it, yeah. uh, but the it's just it looks cool. It makes awesome noises, and it's something that is. So, noises are a selling point. Yeah, the, the, the that the vroom yeah. sound it makes is just, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also just the fact that it's so relatable to, like, technology we have. Like, uh-huh. we have swords. Like, yeah. this is just we do have a sword made out of hot plasma rather than, yeah. you know, born old metal. Yeah. So, I, I you know, like, you, you can imagine how it works, whereas a lot, some of the other stuff in Star Wars, like, we just have no basis for it. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, and plasma is kind of like...
0: Really hot metal, sort of. No. Really hot anything. Anything. Okay. So <laughs> moving up, uh, Den, what's your favorite? Well, your head.
1: I don't want to be repetitive, so I'm Plasma gonna go b- blaster. Defense. No, I'm gonna go with warp drive. Okay. All right. Um, Why I, warp drive? I actually think I, I like the Star Wars warp drive, mm-hmm. kind of from a physics perspective. I like the concept that you have to calculate things to do it right. Right. Um, that things can go bad. You can end up in the inside of a planet or a star. Um, and you know, warp drive really is the thing that got me into physics. Like, warp I, drive. Dude? I wanted to build one. Like really? I wanted I didn't think to go. I knew with, this. Oh yeah, no new, new facts every day, Dan. Wow. I wanted to, you know, go to space, travel through the galaxy, and really, the best way to do that is warp drive. Right. So. That's
0: amazing because it's funny because you took this very uh, strange turn down this
1: foam laden path. Oh, I did. I did. It, it has, has nothing, nothing to, do to do with warp drive. do with warp drive at all. So, huh? But I was cool. able to like get money and do it. Which right. warp drive is much harder to get funding for. So <laughs> yeah,
0: fair enough. So did you? Uh, did you like? What about visually on the movie? Did you like the warp drive? Because that's my favorite part of warp yes. drive in the movie. Yeah. No, says. I
1: like the visualness of it. I just like everything that happens with it. It's yeah. really cool.
0: Okay. Well, uh, that's a great one. I like both of your suggestions. One that has been nagging at me, and you're not—this is going to surprise both of you—coincidentally is <laughs> the topic of today's conversation, uh, is when Han Solo, and that's Han, not Hans, Han Solo gets frozen <laughs> in carbonite. Now I know it's ridiculous, um, you know, but I think part of me feels like, you know, a lot of people say this isn't possible, whatever. But I, th- I got a lot of evidence to the contrary, and also I think much like the lightsaber which is not made of light, is my guess. I don't think they're actually freezing Han Solo. Uh, so I think this oh. is all marketing standpoint. You know, I think that people okay. say it is one thing. You, know, you get a little sensational when you're trying to sell stuff, even in the, a long time ago in a galaxy far away. And I think that th- this is one of those things that is uh, a victim of
1: sensationalist ad- uh, advertising. I, I think there's some... Good validity to what you say, Dan. We're going to go there. I, I, I like the idea because yeah. he's encased.
0: Right. And that's the trick because he's in this hard shell, right? So it's a yeah. hard outer shell. And that's what we're trying to replicate here. That's what we do on the show. We're trying to replicate this. Um, so where would we begin before I say anything else? Um, where would we begin with this? Let's go physics first because I think we got to do the physics before we can actually make the thing.
1: So I think the, the biggest challenge with freezing yourself in this way and then being able to come back alive is to avoid your cells bursting. Right. Right? The fundamental physics is water expands just as it freezes. Right. Your cells have a certain integrity you need to maintain. Mm. And if you burst them in the freezing process, you're going to be in trouble in the defrosting process. Right. So I, I'm going to the physics challenge first. Yeah. But I do think there's some interesting work we already do. One of the things we like to do in physics is take pictures of molecules which right. are hard to do when they're moving rapidly. Yes. So there actually is a technique called freeze fracture,
0: okay. where freeze you
1: freeze fracture. things incredibly rapidly so that you retain their integrity. Okay. And then you can look at them with a microscope because they're not moving anymore. Okay. The fracture part isn't that you're fracturing the molecules, it has to do with the fact that you take slices of the frozen piece to look at different levels and slices in the molecules. So the freezing doesn't do the fracturing. You do that afterwards to look inside of stuff.
0: With a very, very tiny pair of scissors
1: or an ice pick? Or how does that... What do you... Um, yeah, you know, you really just crack it and pull it apart. Bang, like you do, and, an it, ice like simple, you do with an ice tray. It's Like you do with an ice tray. But the trick to this uh-huh. is the speed at which you freeze. Okay. Right. right? You do it so rapidly that you preserve structure. And so for me, I think that's an interesting question of could you... If you wanted to go the freezing route... Now, I'm with you, Dan. You, you gave a little, you know, sort of... A little of teaser. We call it teaser, teaser in the biz. Yeah. Um, I think this is not freezing, but if you're going to go freezing, yeah, I think it's speed that matters.
0: Okay. Now, before we go to Ben, I do want to mention that there is one character uh, in the world that we talk about that is essentially a walking cryopreservation, and that is Mr. Freeze yes. from, from Batman, uh, which is, I feel like, is this whole process gone amok. Uh, is it possible, Ben? I'm throwing that on your lap. Is Mr. Freeze possible?
2: To need to be cold? Yeah.
0: Sub-zero, and not for Mortal Kombat.
2: No, nah, yeah. <laughs> Different uh, I don't, circle. I don't think the human, oh man. The, the magic of Mr. Freeze is something interesting. Yeah. I don't know if there's ever a biological reason that you would need to, that a human could end up in a situation where they had to be cold to survive. Right. And could also be walking around and doing stuff in that state. Yeah. Like, if all your blood was replaced with antifreeze or something, somehow. Or cryoprotectant <laughs> is a word we're going to learn sure. in a second. And somehow that replaced the oxygenation of your body, then yeah, maybe. <laughs> but otherwise, most, most of the cells in our body aren't really going to move well when we're frozen. I mean, most of our body is water Mm -hmm. or there's, well, not, but there's water everywhere. So if you're below freezing, that water is going to freeze. So you really would have to replace all the water in your body with something else and to also be living in that situation is challenging <laughs> I, that was great i threw that
0: at you and you came up with something i like it uh so let's talk about some of the ways because then you know mentioned this is this is right. the key to all this stuff is when water freezes shatters animal cells and plant cells too but they have a yeah. cell wall which makes it a little bit more difficult but shatters them destroys them you can't revive it that's the trick um what do you think
2: well you can but we haven't done it with the whole body so lots of Lots of biological research relies on the fact that we can freeze and rethaw mammalian cells, you know, human cells or other things. Like we put, you know, cancer, um, th- like cancer cell lines, like these mortal cell lines right. of cancer cells that um, are taken off of humans and they grow in labs and they test cancer medicines on things like that. Those are kept in cryopreservation until they're needed. Um, same thing with um, you know embryos when they do in vitro fertilization and things like that. They're kept frozen, but when it's like a little cell, it's in a vial. You you like kind of surround it with antifreeze before you freeze it. There's this stuff called, called dimethyl sulfide. Or, uh, I wrote it down. Um, so it's called
0: dimethyl sulf uh, sulfoxide. Sulfoxide, yes. Yeah, DMSO.
2: DMSO. The and you basically put the cells in that stuff, you throw them through a centrifuge, all this stuff, you have to freeze them at a certain specific, very fast rate. Otherwise, they'll burst. If you go too slow, they'll burst. If you go too fast, some other things go wrong. It's
0: like a whole problem. It's a very complex process. It's a very complex process. To, yeah. and
2: the, the, then you have to think to do that to a whole body when now your surface area is much lower compared to your, mm. so the mass you have to freeze. Now you're talking about how do you get that cold into a body so that you freeze it really quickly. If we think about the Tauntaun on Hoth, mm. it stayed warm through the night because its surface area was low and well also had fat and fur right. insulated. Sure, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, But a body will have the same problem. Like a body won't freeze solid that quickly. So if you want to freeze somebody in a way to preserve them, you have to go at the rate that won't damage the cells, and to get the body to do that really is not something we've really solved. Well, it's
0: interesting because you mentioned um, DMSO, mm-hmm. di- uh, dimethyl sulfoxide. <laughs> and what's amazing, so one of the things, this is, this is what's really cool about this. You mentioned antifreeze. Okay? Yeah. Cryoprotectants are what they're called. Yeah. And that's what we're going to refer to them from this point forward, Ben. We're going to give them yeah. the proper respect <laughs> they deserve. Here's what's amazing about them is they are just like antifreeze. But right. there are so many natural versions of this. There are frogs, there's amphibians, yes. there's even a wasp that, that creates this artificially. And not artificially, naturally, that we can replicate artificially. Right. Uh, it's pretty amazing. You gotta do you gotta basically what you're trying to do is not let the water make a solid, right? Exactly. Is that right
1: yeah, or or in a way, if the water stays at the right liquid, it doesn't expand too much. But also if if it's gonna go solid, you gotta get there quickly and somehow avoid the expansion part but I, I do think the main goal is to get it essentially super super cold so you're not having biology happen right. but not frozen and expanded so you're bursting yourself
0: right and so the pro- then you mentioned you know in vitro fertilization and all the stuff we do with reproductive with genetic material yeah. as it's called uh, that is a process called vitrification which is basically like flash freezing yeah. right now the key to this what I thought was interesting is water's our enemy yeah. But it's not necessarily our enemy. Solid water. Ice. Well, ice is, is the enemy. enemy. Yeah. Yep. So what this stuff does is you create an amorphous solid, which is essentially what glass is, right? I yep. mean, it's the same chemical yeah. composition. It's, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but it's like
2: solid-like
0: water. Correct? Yeah, is basically.
2: Right? Yeah. 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 It's, you, 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 you freeze it so, so quickly, basically, that never gets to, it's never in the range where crystals form. Okay. And, and the crystals are what that crystal lattice is what makes the water expand when it freezes. So if you can skip that that range, the water cold uh, solidifies, but without forming these structures. Got it. Yeah. Okay.
0: Now, from what very I very inter- well said. Ben. <laughs> nice job. Nice up. Uh, and, and what I thought was interesting. So so what we're talking about here is cryopreserving a human being and that is the tricky part to all this essentially. We can do organs, we can do small cells because we can heat them up at the rate that's uniform and we can cool them down at a uniform rate essentially is what you're saying. I'm going to call this the burrito syndrome, right? When you put a microwave burrito (laughs) in, sometimes the the center is cold, it's not uniformly hot. That's the problem with this, right? Well, I got something to tell you guys. This is amazing stuff. So in 2017, the University of Minnesota has this great great solution to this problem, nanobots. So what they've done is they've added little nanobots into the solution. The solution then gets into the entire organ. Mm-hmm. They all heat up at the same time. So there's little bits of heat everywhere. It heats up at a uniform rate and they've actually preserved brains and hearts and, and, and complex organs. And they're able to freeze them and heat them up, freezes, you know, not the correct term, but cool them down. Right. Uh, at a rate that is uniform, that may be the solution. What do you think about that?
1: No, I think that's exactly right. And I was thinking along these lines from a physics point of view. You have to get the cooling and heating mechanism inside the organism, right? Because it's the thermal conductivity problem from the outside to the inside has been discussed. Yeah. yeah. So if you can cool from the inside and the outside at the same time, yeah, you really increase this chance. Now. I love how nanobots are the solution to everything. <laughs> you know. it's a great I am going to put
0: it up on the website. It's an amazing it, It's an amazing solution. thing.
1: Um, and but I can imagine other ways of getting on the inside and doing cooling and heating as well, but nanobots certainly are uh, are, you fun to say, and are you allowed to
0: say them or do you have like are you
1: working on this privately? Um, I haven't thought of them yet, oh, but I I, I I could imagine it's possible. One, could think, one them. could think of One could think of this. Saying? Okay. Now, but the other thing I I would like to go you mentioned earlier if it's okay the yeah, encasement sure. yeah, make, make your yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, what's he encased in if nothing but solid foam? Okay, I, right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm I had to slip the word foam well, into the conversation. Well, you can't just say the word foam. Oh. Explain but, it a little bit. But so one of the things, what, I, what I'm intrigued about with, with Han Solo and that process, you mentioned earlier an allusion to maybe he's not frozen, uh-huh. right? And maybe we, not, we don't have to get to the point where we're risking bursting things maybe we just cool him sufficiently right. that all his processes slow down. Mm-hmm. And then you have to keep him highly insulated. And we know foam is one of the best insulating materials around. That's true. Right? And it's also very strong. Yeah. Yeah. So the encasement, the carbonite encasement, is just the proper, properly designed foam. And what you've done is inside, he's essentially just held above freezing, right. but cold enough that everything's slowed down and he's basically asleep. Because really all they're having to do is keep him kind of immobile and transport him somewhere. Right. It's
2: yeah. just
0: protecting. Like it's th- just That's protection. all that is, right? Yeah.
2: yeah. I kind of like this too actually when you think about it because they look on the side of the slab right. and see there's like lights that are blinking and they can tell he's alive. If he was fully frozen, there, there wouldn't be, be nothing to, blink. to see. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, no, right. <laughs>
2: no metabolic
0: processes this, is what uh, yeah. official yeah. people say, right? I like this idea, and also when he unfreezes, it's like him in the back. He doesn't look like he's been frozen in way. Exactly. So we're going to go on. So what I think is going on here is probably some form of suspended animation, which we have done a lot of. This is incredible. So in order to get the body to a state like that, one of the ways is hypothermia. Yes. Therapeutic yeah. hypothermia is a thing. Did you guys know that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I did not know therapeutic hypothermia was. Yeah.
0: So what you, what you want to do is mimic cryobiosis, which is essentially a natural occurring thing where animals, when it gets really, really cold, they essentially shut down and just basically right. turn the switch off for a little bit yeah. until things are more favorable. We need to replicate that. And I think there are a couple ways to do that. One is hypothermia. There is a real life example. I'm going to put this on the website. It's a woman named Anna Begenholm. She's She's Dutch. She was basically out with her friends, slipped into a river hypothermia. Obviously they didn't get to her for 90 minutes at the hospital. Now it took her 12 days to come out of the coma. Okay. So I'm not suggesting this. (laughs) It hasn't been honed yet. Okay. But the idea is there. She was able to be revived and essentially what it did is it cooled her down at the rate. Now here's the trick. I'm going to tell you guys what the trick is here because what you want to do, the key is your vital organs have to be cooled before your heart stops. If it Makes happens sense, the yeah. other way around, it's kind of like a beer before liquor right. kind of a thing, yeah. then that's when bad things happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think about that? How can we turn that into something?
2: Uh, I mean, that, that's exactly, I think, what we've been talking about is you don't necessarily have to go all the way to frozen, but to, even to just cool the body at that rate so that everything's even is not easy. Now, the, what you were saying, how the blood has to keep going before, while the organs are cooled, now that could be accomplished with an external blood pump of some sort. You could, hmm. like when they do open heart surgery, they take your your heart out of the loop uh, while you're out of the loop. Yeah, so the, loop. so <laughs> it's not allowed
0: to know anything. It's kept. Uh, yeah. Well,
2: right. no, out of the circulation loop. Huh, circulation yeah. loop. Yeah. Uh, when when you're undergoing open heart surgery, your heart's not going to be working <laughs> while, right, while yeah. you're doing that. So they literally take the, the arteries and and such that go into the heart um, and hook them up to a pump that's sitting next to you. Right. And then they fix your heart. They fix the valves or whatever it is sure. they're doing. And then once your heart's working again, then they re it back in. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah. you could do a similar thing. It would be yeah. a very invasive procedure. Yeah. Well, this is our, yeah. But... It, you could keep the heart. You could keep the blood going while you're cooling the organs down. Even better, you could be chilling the blood to help cool the organs down. Hmm. By wow. And one of the things we don't know what's
1: happening in the carbonite technology. It happens down in a chamber. Yes. And there are a ton of cables and wires and stuff going on.
0: Oh, okay. he just kind of right. gets tossed. So he yeah, goes yeah,
1: down. Yeah. They lower him. And you don't know what they inject him with. And if you look at the Star Wars medical technology, right? Right. It, it's,
0: right. I to to make a habit of that.
1: I know. It, yeah. It's highly advanced in certain ways, even mm. though it was a long time ago. And mm. and you do see, I mean, just look at Darth Vader's suit, the way he's dealt with. Mm. You look mm. at when Luke Skywalker's getting healed at various times and going into certain chambers. When he had you know hypothermia and was cold right. and they had to put him in a chamber. So you can imagine... The carbonite freezing, they had to do stuff to adjust it, it wasn't its normal usage.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: true. so you could imagine they knew the basic ideas of cooling the organs first, dealing with the heart, and they had the right sensors. He was probably still hooked up in some way mm-hmm. to that frame.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and mm-hmm. so they could kind of monitor what was going on. So yeah. it's an interesting, I think, approach. And, and way to think of this technology.
0: I, I agree. I got one I got one other thing for you guys. Okay. Now, this is the perfect next step, okay? 2013, Italian scientists wanted to see how they could induce um, torpor, which is slowed physiological activity. Right. Essentially what we're at, what we're trying to do with hibernation, right? So what they did is they targeted a group of neurons in their brain called the Ralph pallidus, um, which sounds like a guy I went to school with, Ralph Palladus. Uh, this is an area used for thermoregulatory cold defense. So essentially, um, what well, we're talking about when things get cold, right. what your body does in response yeah. to that. In rats, they injected a chemical that reduces activity in the brain in that area. That, within a few hours, they exhibited the effects of rats, exhibited the effects of hibernation. And rats don't hibernate. But we okay. were able to induce right. it. This could easily, and they were revived with no ill effects, this could easily be used in people. As a matter of fact, Spaceworks is a company that's been contracted by NASA to research stasis for flights. Right. right, This is pretty incredible stuff. Therapeutic hypothermia, low metabolic torpor, these are the kind of words that they use. What do you think about this? How close are we to this?
1: Well, I think this is, first of all, um, as I mentioned, warp drive was my favorite thing because I wanted space travel. Right. I think we're going to get the sleep technology before we get our warp drives. I think That's that that is a my very, it's very safe prediction. Fiction. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, because you know, I think our needs often drive how well we do technology, and I think okay. people really want to get in space. And right now, they realize that to get any distance is going to travel basic require basically putting people in sleep, mm-hmm. like often happens in science fiction movies. Right. And, and
0: not like conking them on the head. No, it's no, no. Just, no, just yeah. like like.
1: More, more technologically advanced. More technologically that, advanced. That's, that's, that's the evil moment. Android situation. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. And, and so I think we have the motivation, yeah. and we have the know-how. And yeah. as has been alluded to, whenever there's an example of this in nature, right. animals that hibernate, yeah. animals that survive extreme cold and revive themselves, mm-hmm. it, it really points to the fact that there's not a physics limit on this or even a biological limit on it. Right. It really is just adapting it to our physiology and biology.
0: That makes a lot of sense and and I think that that is exactly right, is being able to take us as the template and what can we do, but, because it occurs all over nature right. in ways, which is essentially what you're saying. I do want to say one other thing before we move on. Like you were mentioning, Ben, uh, a lot of these people, the stasis, you're fed through a, t- a tube, I'm assuming you got a catheter up you know, where that goes, right. uh, and they use... Similar to the butterfly abs, as the as seen on TV, they hook you up to electrodes to keep your muscles working. Yeah. So they're essentially like working you around right. while you're <laughs> asleep to keep you, you know, awake. Yeah. yeah. All right, I got, I got a curveball for you guys. You guys get ready to hit one. I'm ready. All right. Okay. So what if now we're talking about hibernation? Okay. Now I did an episode of Fast Saying nouns. There should be a little thing that's going to appear right here. I'll tell you where to find the episode of fascinating nouns <laughs> on zombies uh, and voodoo, Haitian voodoo. Okay. Right. So there is, uh, this was featuring Dr. Don Casatino of UCLA, a uh, great, an amazing guy, knew all about this stuff. One of the things, so how zombies work. So first of all, this is the place to get really geeky, and I'm looking at you, everyone. There, zombies are not what we see on TV. Those are ghouls, okay? That's, those are dead things eating living flesh. What we're talking about are zombies, which is essentially a person without a soul. That's the okay. religious version okay. of it, Okay. But what actually is happening what they found out is the zombie powder contains this toxin neurotoxin called tetrodotoxin it's in the puffer fish it's in the oh, okay. blue ringed octopus which just made headlines for some idiot tourists in my favorite dangerous place in the world australia you know how much i love australia right we talked yep. about that <laughs> uh, i love australia but this is the, a perfect example where a guy picked up a blue ringed octopus one Terrible of the most idea. dangerous marine animals in on planet earth that we know of uh, and put it back down. Didn't die. Australians, you know how tough these guys are, were like, I cannot believe, they were like holding <laughs> their chest, like breathing heavy, seeing these videos. Anyway, that one of the toxins is called this tetrodotoxin. So what they found out is that in Haitian, in the voodoo culture, what they would do is they would essentially put just enough toxin to reduce your metabolic processes to almost dead. Right. So close to death that even a doctor would pronounce you dead. You would go and get buried, and then the barcor, the priest, would come out, and he would revive you because you weren't actually dead. And then he would add an additional uh, drug from Jimson weed called the the devil's trumpet, and that creates delirium and disorientation. So essentially, a living person believes that they've died, been resurrected, and are now doing the will of Uh, that person. But this is something... I wouldn't necessarily suggest it, but this is pretty close to the sleep hibernation, right? Yes.
1: It's a very similar thing. And and it goes to something you mentioned earlier um, about manipulating the one part of the brain. Right. Mm-hmm. So you, you kind of have two directions here. You have chemical manipulation mm-hmm. of the brain mm-hmm. to induce essentially sleep and stasis where you're not fun- you know, you're you're functioning low enough that you last a long time. Right. Or doing like it through temperature. Right. Right. Um, I think, you know, in the Star Wars, they clearly sell the temperature route. Yes. Right. For our own sake, for space travel, I don't know. It's a little unclear whether we'll go more the chemical route or the temperature route.
0: But it is interesting. There's a lot of different ways. Essentially, there's a lot the of different goals ways The goal is do just do
1: to get you basically
0: close to dead. Like, you yep. know, anesthesia yeah. does the same thing, right? Yeah. Um, one other thing, deep meditative state can also reduce your metabolic levels. Yeah. I don't know if it's to a point where you could actually travel and just you know be in a
2: meditative state on a on a spaceship but it's something to think about yeah Uh, what do you guys think about that it's something to think about i i think i think the problem with all these toxin versions is you really gotta worry about like what happens with your like gut biome and things when you're you're not working but the things living inside of you still are hmm. and so all, all these systems like the freezing will shut them down too look
0: at right. you what an old softy you are think about all the other organisms that depend on your body well I'm,
2: I'm i'm being selfish because he's if, worried it, about the other direction dan that oh. they'll take care of you yeah oh i see so, they'll yeah, run amok if, if you yeah. stop eating they start eating you right. so you have to watch out Jeez. for that <laughs> If you stop eating, <laughs> they start eating you. Um, that is a Pleasant
0: perfe- thought. That's a perfect way to end this. Uh, so obviously, this isn't the last place you can talk. If you want to talk to us again, we're on social media. Um, let's go with Ben. Where can people find you, Ben?
2: Uh, you can find me at bseepser on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. How do you spell that? That's uh, B-S-I-E-P-S-E-R. Dan, where can people find you? Um,
1: Twitter is at and Michael. Same as Instagram. Facebook is at Prof and Michael. You right. throw the prof in front of it. Sure.
0: Longtime That's listeners it. of the show will know that it's yes. Exactly. And Michael. Uh,
1: let's see if I can do this
0: in order. Twitter, Daniel J Glenn. Uh, Instagram, the Daniel J Glenn. Facebook, Analytical Mastermind. Um, and obviously the show, if you're listening to this on the podcast version, um, it's backslash Daniel J. Glenn to find it. Links to this. We are shooting this live. If you're only listening to the podcast version, you're only getting half the story. Um, this is amazing. Guys, thank you so much for this. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. I don't want to thank everyone for listening. Have a good night. Fascinating gadgets, gizmos, and gear-based technologies is a Glencoe production. And it's produced by me, Daniel J. Glenn. The fascinating gadgets, gizmos, and gear-based technologies introduction was produced by Daniel J. Glenn and Paul Sprangers, with music and sound design written and performed by Paul Sprangers. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and tune in. If you want to know everything about the show and to see previous episodes, and of course watch the aforementioned video version, go to F triplegbt.com That's f fgggbt.com. One more time to emphasize the triple f com. There you can find links to everything, including our social media pages. Go to the bottom. You can find links to the show's Twitter and Facebook pages. This will allow you to stay up to date, which is very important in our social media heavy world. So check it out there and thank you for listening.